Multi-hyphenate Arlene Brochet's talent is undeniable. She does it all. Actress, entrepreneur, content creator, mother, and more. Arlene's known for her roles in a range of fiction series, including Ballers and Gravesend. But her latest character, Danny Garcia in Young Rock, is especially noteworthy. Join me as I dive into her rise as an actor, her love for food, and the intricacies of balancing it all. God. See if there's any familiar texture. a bit, like, mm. sexual. It is. <laughs> This is Searching for Maximum Flavor, the podcast. Welcome, Arlen Brochet, to the show. Thank you so much for being here. <laughs> well, thank you for having me. It's such I mean, an honor to finally meet you. No, the I've honor is mine. <laughs> the honor is mine to be in the presence of such an amazing multi-hyphenate. And I want to like exaggerate the word multi-hyphenate. So congratulations. That's extremely generous. But, thank you. <laughs> it's just so in learning about you, I want to I want to know the layers here because there's so much. Where did this? You're an actress, right? An actor, <laughs> uh, a pastry chef, <laughs> an entrepreneur, uh, a content creator. Okay, where did it begin? A mom, a mom. Okay, <laughs> a maybe woman. one of the biggest <laughs> jobs ever, right? Yes. So where did it begin? You know, I. I was born in the U.S. My parents came on the Mario Boatlift. My dad was a very successful actor in Cuba. If you were to compare oh. him to uh, someone in the U.S. as far as entertainment, it's like Brad Pitt. His so name? He, Irain Gonzalez. Okay. So he oh, I came. have heard of <laughs> Yes. So he came on the Mario Boatlift and um, he actually had to come in hiding with my mom and my brother and my sister. And I was born in the U.S. And ever since I was a little girl, you know, I always loved storytelling. I, I was always very intrigued when my father would talk and, you know, tell stories. And, you know, and it was just something that siempre can, we yes, can English. How, yes. <laughs> However, siempre you can la atención. It always, it, it always called my attention to see my dad, you know, uh, perform or speak or even talk to like, you know, friends. And, and I always had a passion for that. I always had a passion for storytelling. And I feel we're all storytellers. But for me, it was something that I was just like, I love to step into like different characters and, you know, really explore that. And so, um, at what age would you think that it was like pivotal? Like, I, Really, really love this. I mean, I I remember being six years old and wanting to, you know, doing skits with my brothers and my sisters. And we would get those big, remember those big camcorders that they had, like those big tapes, like the yes, VHS tapes. absolutely. And um, I, I think I've just disclosed how old I am. <laughs> But um, but yeah, no, we we would do skits and we would put it on tape and it was it was hilarious. And I remember I always loved that. And mm -hmm. um and I did uh I played Juliet and Romeo Romeo's Shakespeare, Romeo and Juliet's Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet. Tengo la lengua enredada hoy. <laughs> Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet. And uh and I played Juliet when I was nine years old in front of my school. You know, it was like I think, I don't know, like the whole entire school, it was in the auditorium. And so I remember always loving performing, always loving um, being on stage, being in front of the camera. You know, um, I love to to connect with people mm -hmm. and not so much talk, but connect. Okay. And so I feel like uh, performance, connection, networking. Yes. It, all of it. It's all together. My background is in business as well. So um, went through, you know, school. I met my husband. At the time, I mean, I'm currently going through a divorce right now, but oh, I know. My husband at the time, I met him when I was in high school and his background was in business. So I learned a lot from him and we began to um, build what was a bakery. Okay. So I learned how to bake professionally. I'm kind of fast forwarding a little bit here, but I, you know, learned how to bake professionally. 
And I feel like food and baking and cooking is a creative outlet as well. It absolutely is. It, it's a performative art as well. Mm-hmm. You're performing, you're creating something to hopefully evoke a, a reaction in somebody and a connection. Absolutely. Absolutely. So for me, I was very passionate about, you know, building this bakery where I was like, all right, we're going to create this European line of of desserts. We're going to have like the rum cakes and the, you know, because I always thought I would go here to get cakes and I would go here to get pastries, but I wanted to combine the two. So that concept was why we created the bakery. And um, what was the name of the bakery? La Perla Bakery and Cafe. So La Perla... Like del Caribe. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, we did that. We did that for a couple of years. I remember just feeling very overwhelmed because the food business is crazy. <laughs> Chaotic. I don't know. I mean, I don't even, we could go through a slew of words that are probably all insane. I'm yeah. bringing sand to the beach because, you know, I'm standing in front of someone that is like. <laughs> no, no. It, in the food industry. And, um, and basically I, I sold the bakery Went into another type of business, you know, more administrative. And then I just, I felt frustrated. I was like, you know what? There's something that I'm not, I don't feel fulfilled. Yeah. I felt frustrated artistically. I felt frustrated. Like I would just wake up and say, okay, I'm going to go to work. I'm going to take my kids. And, and I was happy and I was, I was grateful, but I was unsettled. Okay. So I began to research. I remember sitting in my office late at night and began to research um, acting coaches. Okay. Because I said, you so know what? So how old were you at this time? I was like, I think 27, okay. 27 mm-hmm. at the time. Began to research acting coaches because I said, you know what? Actually, no, wait. I said, I'm going to go back to school and I'm going to study journalism. Ah. You know, I'm a wife. I yes. have children. This is more appropriate. And I said, you know what? I said, nah, I'm going to let them all hang out there and I'm going to go for acting. And, yes. and so I went back to um, researching an acting coach and I actually uh, found this lady called Christina Weiler. She was mm-hmm. in, the sh- in the movie True Lies with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Okay. And she began to coach me and teach me how to work on camera. And I auditioned for the FIU theater department. I got admitted. I was working, having my kids, you know, uh, not having my kids. I had my kids, but working, kids, you know, home. If I may, this is already (laughs) way over, too overwhelming for the normal for us mere mortals here. What, what did you have to rely on to get you to have the courage to make a shift even to acknowledge within yourself, I want to do this. I do want to find an acting coach. What would you say is that quality that you had to like? I feel that all of us have a special, unique gift. Agreed. Some of us identify it sooner than others. Yes. And some of us, I feel, are from what I've seen, have lived their whole life and never identified and, and you know, and live with the regret of not doing something that they've always wanted to do. I've always been very determined and very relentless. And even I'm like the type of person that even if it takes me forever, it's like <laughs> I'm there and there. You yeah. know, so I feel that finding finding what makes you happy. I feel like life is full of of moments that make us happy, mm-hmm. whether it be reading a book under a tree, whether it be cooking a meal, finding those things that make us happy and following that to live a life that is not only happy moments, but when you look back, you say, wow, I did something that made me happy. And I and I feel that if what we pursue professionally does not fulfill that in us, mm-hmm. there needs to be a shift. And yes. it doesn't have to be a shift that is like from zero to 
180. It could be a shift, a gradual shift, you know, because some of us do have to provide for our children, have right. to pay for bills. But finding the time, and, and it's a choice. We all have a choice. Yeah. Whether we we think we don't have a choice or we don't have an option, it's there's a saying that says, you know, whether you do or you don't, it's up to you. That's true. You know, yeah. it's it's whether you whether you want to do it or you don't do it, it's, it's up to you ultimately. Yeah. You we pay the price anyways, either in sacrifice up front or being disappointed and discontent at the end. But there's Absolutely. always a price. Yeah. Absolutely. And my mom always yeah. tells me, Niña, los años van a pasar de toda forma. Yeah, the Do years it, will pass it. anyways. You're right. Oh my God. Time so is going to pass by anyway. Your family obviously then supported you the, all the way through. Absolutely. I mean, it was gradual. It mm -hmm. was a gradual, you know, adapting um, to, to an artistic career because I feel like the more, we let's compare it to food mm -hmm. and restaurant business, mm -hmm. you know, you start with this idea or this concept and you say, okay, I'm going to study this. I'm going to learn how to cook. I'm going to learn how to do this. And then you say, okay, I'm going to build, I'm going to work at a restaurant. Yeah. Perfect. You got mm -hmm. your, your schedule, your stuff. Okay. And you say, okay, you know what? I'm going to open a restaurant. Mm -hmm. How much more time, how much more dedication, how much more discipline and focus do we yeah. have to have? How much less time from, you know, the kids or the partner or whatever it is. So it just becomes more intense. The more, the, the higher level of success you Absolutely. are trying to attain so it's the same thing with any type of uh, any type of career uh for me it it just um it became very I had to hone in and just really focus and yeah I mean I when I look back at my and my auditioning you know throughout the years it's, I've had over 700 auditions 700 yeah oh. 700 auditions some were in person mm -hmm. some a lot were on tape mm -hmm. so I built my own studio where I do a lot of my self tapes um And then somewhere, you know, I had the audition that I had to fly out sometimes to New York. What would you say has been the most challenging time or, or yeah, or a specific moment? Well, I had a really intense, you know, so I, I actually had to fly out right before uh, we got hit with COVID. Okay. I had to fly out to LA. I, I'm not going to say the studio or, the, you know, or the network or whatever, but I had to fly out to LA to test for a series regular role with a very... Uh, high profile, su successful actor. And we had a chemistry read. And I remember thinking, wow, this is like the Olympics for actors. Like, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. this is like it. Yeah. And I remember normally I don't really get nervous. It's it, not that I don't, I get nervous, but I use, I, I've learned through my, through my techniques, you know, to, to use my nerves for what I'm doing. But I remember, man, that was, that was a very challenging and intense moment. because it was like four scenes. It was Two scenes in Spanish, two scenes in English, and I and my Spanish is great, but it, mm. it's, I, I was just like, God, just put your hand, <laughs> let it be what yeah. it is. You know, it was a big deal. It was a uh, you know seven year seven year deal. I mean, it was it was a big deal. It was a series regular role, yeah. and so that that was definitely a big one. Okay. That was a big challenging moment in my acting career. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So now we're you have the acting coach. Where are we going from there? So I still feel like an underdog. Okay. I still feel like an underdog. Imposter syndrome. <laughs> but also it's, it's to the point where we talk about challenging moment. Okay. Let's talk about the two years that I was auditioning and auditioning and auditioning and I wasn't booking anything at all. Like you don't even, when you don't book anything as an actor, you don't even get a response. You don't get anything. It's just like, you just send it to the ethers and wait. Nothing. And yeah. And so that, those two years of not booking anything you know, once I'm already getting off offers and requests for bigger roles, 
it becomes very difficult on your on your psyche because you're like, what is wrong with me? Mm-hmm. What you know, is it something that I'm doing wrong? Is it something? And that shift, that internal shift, and that growth, where for me, it's like I'm in a process of stepping into my authentic self, and I feel like that's something that is so important that a lot of people don't realize because in society we see a lot of copies, right? And those who stand out. And I'm not just saying like stand out in an ego sense, but stand out in the sense of like authentically, this is who I am with my flaws, with the great things that I have, with, you know, with my skills, with my talents, whatever it is, are are the ones that are truly happy and are are the ones that I feel that's what I've identified. And I and I've identified it through my work and I've identified it through the challenges and the issues that have been that I've been faced with in my personal life as well. Wow, so that, that's deep. <laughs> uh, I need to. Right, take out the I need, tissues. I know. Where's the food, please? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, I mean, no, that's just so wonderful because I think if we can ever, in any part of life, if we can ever bring our most authentic self to the table, pun intended, well, I think that's the best, and I think most fulfilling that we become fulfilled that way because if we're a departure from our truest selves, then it's just not, it's fake. We won't get, you know, we won't ever feel a connection to what we're doing or to the people that we're, you know, that surround us. Absolutely. Absolutely. So now we have the acting coach. We spent two years (laughs) without booking anything. We've No, it was more than two years, but I'm saying towards the end, after I had booked a couple things, it was two years of not booking anything. Give me a breakthrough. Um... Well, my first big, you know, I, I remember I was in Halloween Horror Nights in Orlando with my kids and my agent calls me. She's like, oh, you booked ballers. That was, yeah. we're talking about 2015. Uh-huh. Um, you know, it was ballers, HBO's ballers is with Dwayne Johnson. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I booked ballers. And she's like, yeah, you booked. And I was like, oh my gosh. And I remember I had done the, the audition in, in Lori Wyman's casting office, but I didn't remember who Spencer Strasmer was. I, I didn't know who he was. I did the audition. I was a pharmacist. And when I Googled, I was like, Spencer Strasmer. I was like, <gasps> so when I saw that my scene was with mm-hmm. Dwayne Johnson, I was like, wow. So wow. even though it was a co-star role, mm-hmm. which is a day player, mm-hmm. which is, you know, you're like, you, you have your extras, you have your day player. It was with a big star. Big. Yeah. He's huge. Yeah. So, um, but he's great. I mean, he's, he's, he has so much success, but despite his success, he's just very personable, mm-hmm. humble charismatic it's just it's great it was great to to work with him but um but yeah that was my biggest breakthrough Mm -hmm. even though it was small but it was it was you know it was was big and um and then yes full circle moment I booked a couple other shows um recurring roles and then six years later I I end up booking Danny Garcia which is the role that I currently like my most recent role mm-hmm. on NBC's Young Rock, mm-hmm. which I play Dwayne Johnson's first wife, his the mother of his child, his business partner. She, you know, and for me it was such an honor because, you know, she's Cuban as well. Yeah. You're Cuban, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so she's Cuban as well, but she is the woman who architected, she's the woman behind the scenes who architected their empire. And a lot of people didn't know who she was. And so bringing her to light, bringing her to to network television. So that it's everybody, a big deal. Huge. Like what better role to play? Yeah. You know, a Latin woman who who had has had all this success, who's, who's done all of this and has always been behind the scenes. So, you know, she's also a mom. I mean, it just I there was so many, so many things that I that I that I felt that her and I aligned. Aligned. A multi-hyphenate 
playing another multi-hyphenate. I mean, it's that's kismet. Yes. Yeah. And you kind of, you look like her. I mean, this was really, yeah. wow. Yeah. Yeah. So what'd you feel like at that moment? Like, okay, I'm going to play Danny. Um, is this where you were like, I made it. This is what I was meant to do. I mean, there's so much more. I still don't feel but, like I made it, okay. believe it or not. Yeah, you know? my mom is always saying, don't rest on your laurels. Let's go. Exactly. Like, um, <laughs> you win an award? Okay, yep, that's yesterday's news. Let's go. You know, yeah. I mean, I totally get that. What's next for you? What do you, aspirations, oh my projects? Uh, well, okay, so we just finalized, we just settled, thank goodness, uh, the writer strike yeah. in Hollywood, which took a good grueling five months. So we're back in gear as far as auditioning. And um, I've been working on different projects with regards, you know, to social media working a lot of uh, with different companies commercially. And I'm in the process of launching my digital marketing book um, on monetizing your social media. Because you don't have enough on your plate already. Okay. Well, I mean, I feel like, listen, I feel, especially now, since I am a single woman, mm -hmm. you know, single mom, I feel it's very important to have multiple streams of income. Absolutely. I always advise to that. Never rest on one source. Exactly. And so while I am I am in the process of developing more, I, I think it's important to to have that because depend on you. Mm -hmm. You know, whoever Always. comes into your life adds. Yeah. Whoever, you know, whoever leaves, leaves. But you are dependent on you and, and your children are dependent on you. And so it's important to have that. And so that's why it's not about overwhelming my plate. It's a, I'm always like thinking, all right, what's my next project? What am I yeah. creating? What am I doing? So when we had the strike, I was like, I'm going to shift my gear and focus on how to monetize social media because we do so it anyway. intelligent. Yeah. We do it anyway. We do you it know? anyway. Yeah, absolutely. And I love, I love my stories. I love to talk to like my followers and who I look as my friends. Like I, I, I walk around my phone sometimes and I'm somewhere and I feel a certain way and I, you know, I'll comment on it and it's just, it's, it's another medium for storytelling, which is what you love originally. I love it. I love yeah. it. So yeah. So I imagine your career, this beautiful, big career has taken you to amazing places. Oh Where have you God. visited that's really like struck a note with you? That's oh impacted you? Um, Australia. 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 How is the food scene there? Well, okay. So, so when I booked, when I booked Young Rock, uh -huh. that's when they flew me out to Australia. I remember I had COVID. I was laying in my bed. My agent called. She's like, you booked Young Rock. And I was like, oh my gosh. I was like, at least I have COVID. We're in the midst <laughs> of a pandemic. I have to fly over there. You know, I had to quarantine in a room for two weeks. I could not leave the room. Oh. They would drop off the food at my door, knock on the door, you know, had to open, eat there. Uh, but once I was released, I was able to be, um, you know, walk, roam the streets of Sydney. Uh, the food scene is, I mean, they have, they have a Mr. Chow. They have, they have all types of foods. But I felt that was really beautiful and interesting was on the key. So where this, where the, where the opera house and the Sydney Harbor, the bridges, mm -hmm. there's a key. And on that key, there is like so many different restaurants. Okay. And I remember just so beautiful, like just overlooking the water. Um, wow. Okay. I'm, I'm a foodie. So it's French. Any type of food just really just calls my attention. And yeah. for me, it was it was definitely the the catalyst, that experience in Australia for this, this portion of my life. Oh, and from a one to 10, how, how adventurous would you say your palate is? One to ten. I want to say ten because I'm a risk taker. <laughs> you're, you're a ten. 
<laughs> well, wait, wait, as long as we don't got any like live, like, you know, today I saw this post on like snakes and frogs in like a mart in New York. And I was like, okay, we're not going there. That's not right. happening. No, no snakes, guys. So maybe no like a snakes. nine. <laughs> no snakes. So maybe a nine and a half. Okay. A nine and a half. Okay. So I do this thing called dark dining mm-hmm. where we blindfold guests. Uh, just we're suppressing the sense of sight in order to enhance all the other senses. So you become very sensitive to the sense of touch, sound, smell, ultimately taste, right? We eat basically with our eyes. 80% of our dining experiences are are based on just our eyes. You That's see interesting. Some, yeah. You see something by the way it looks. I always, uh, I start every dark dining with a glass of champagne because it is the most visual drink all over the world. You celebrate something, glass of champagne, you see the bubbles coming up, you get that puckery feeling behind your ear because you've seen it all your life, right? But um, if you have champagne, blindfolded, you'd be surprised what you actually experience. Like you, you taste it really like at the, at the center of your nose, um, it's texture right off the bat. You don't end up really tasting the flavor profile to like third step in, you know, but when we see it whole different experience. So are you ready to go on a little adventure with me? I am so ready. And I've never done a dark dining experience by the way. So this is my first, Ooh. I'm, I'm a newbie. Okay. I'm a rookie. Well, <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> Okay, so how this is going to work okay. is I'm going to give you some instructions. You're going to lean into your sense of hearing to follow these instructions. And then we're going to lean into the sense of touch. Okay, so you're going to place your fingers gently, just like that. Perfect. All right. And now you're going to inch your way towards the center until you feel a plate just like that. Perfect. Now you are going to roll your fingers about three inches towards the center until you start to feel an ingredient. Yep. (laughs) Keep going. This is hilarious. I've never done this in my life. Keep touching. Oh my God. See if there's any familiar texture. This is a little bit like sexual. It is. (laughs) Yeah, it is. Okay, touch, Mm. touch. Mm -hmm. Is this an, is this like a mango? No, an avocado? Hmm. Okay, so now you're going to smell it. See, I'm always fascinated how people don't throw food into their face or anything because they have muscle memory. They know exactly how, like they know the distance. Yeah, this is avocado. Is it? Right from the get. You think, okay. Wow. There's multiple ingredients on here. Okay. What else are you, are you picking up savory? Are you picking up sweet? Just by fresh. Okay. This is crab. Mm. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I go straight for it, baby. Wow. All right. You sure did. Okay. So what that step was supposed this to be is hilarious, like. hilarious, yeah, by the way. This, I, it's really fun. I want to see the B-roll. Yeah. No, the, oh, this is great. So when, you, I mean, you already tasted it, but. Like, no, I didn't. I didn't no? actually. I, just, I saw I, you I lick it. it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I saw the tongue went forward, but it did not touch. Okay. All right. <laughs> Can I eat it? Yeah. There. You went for it. You didn't even go for like a delicate bite or anything. You just went. <laughs> yeah. Crab, avocado. Crab Ooh, and avocado. Spicy. Okay. Very fresh, delicious. Okay. Seasoned. 
just right. Okay. Is there like rosemary on there? Rosemary. Okay. Oregano, maybe? Oregano and rosemary. Wait, something fell. <gasps> Come back. <laughs> Yo no tengo pena. No. <laughs> Come stop? back. Come back, Jack. <laughs> There will be nothing left for her to see because she's eating everything. <laughs> oh, wait. I no. can't even take my, my, my nope. thing off. No, not yet. Can I? Yeah, finish. <laughs> uh, this is hilarious, <laughs> by the way. So crab, rosemary, oregano, avocado. avocado. Tuna was no, no, mm. yeah. Okay, so now to your right, you have a napkin that's about well, yeah, there you go. You can use that napkin to kind of wipe your fingers as best as you can, and then you're going to remove your mask oh my God. gently. <laughs> and then we're going to talk about what it is you actually ate. That is crazy. <laughs> So, it was, it was tuna. You were right about the avocado, which was textural-wise. You recognize it right away. Um, what, what I was I blown avocado. away was rosemary and oregano. There was no rosemary or oregano on there. Okay. There was chives. Chives. Yeah, there's sweet chili and tuna and a little bit of soy sauce. So, where did you get the rosemary? I don't know. I just... It smelled aromatic. <laughs> yeah. It smelled aromatic. It was amazing, yeah. by the way. It was Thank delicious. You. Thank you. We know that uh, you enjoyed um, omakase and you like sushi. Oh God, I love yeah. omakase. Yeah. I love it too. Yeah. You What's had an amazing sushi pairing. I mean, sake pairing, right? So I'm in the process of discovering like all the top omakase places. And yes, I'm. I'm. that's my favorite. Like omakase, oh, omakase. sake pairing, filtered um, sake. Filtered like versus floral. Un Filtered? Filtered. Filtered versus unfiltered. Why do you like filtered then? I don't like the milky texture of the unfiltered one. Okay. I, I don't want it too sweet. I want mm -hmm. it to be like a neutral, fresh, okay. floral. Like You like floral versus fruity? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm, yeah. I love sweets, but yeah. I feel like with drinking, I'm, I'm more Dryer. like, yeah. I love Agree. margaritas and, you know, that have like the sweet and sour taste. But yeah. when it comes to like wines and champagne, like I'm not very like mempalaga. Yeah. Agreed. And a little bit, yeah. Repugnant. Repugnant. Yep. But this was amazing. Amazing. So, thank you. So the what got you first? Was it texture? Was it flavor? At first I thought it was a mango. Uh-huh. Or like like a like a something that was like a pea. Like I don't know. Yeah. I, I was like, this is this can be anything, but the shape yeah. felt like a mango or an avocado, but then the smell, yeah. it wasn't sweet. I, I I I can identify I love avocados. So I can identify um I have a very good sense of smell. I could tell because if you could just smell like the nuttiness of an avocado or, yeah. or I love the one you said fresh mm -hmm. because fresh is like something that it's very descriptive, but it embodies a lot of things. And you were like fresh. And I'm like, it's a fresh, it, it definitely is a fresh dish. And I'm like, wow, that's a, that's a refined palate. And I, and I tasted the little spicy. Mm -hmm. I almost wanted to say it had like, like the sriracha. Yes. 
Like yeah. this is a spicy mayo, mm -hmm. which is mayo with sriracha, right? Well, we use sweet chili, but yeah, you're close. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so we're going to start in the same fashion that we started for course number one, where you're going to place your fingers, which you already have, and you're already about to touch the ingredient. <laughs> yeah, just like that. Feel your way. And you're going to lower that right hand. You're going <laughs> to... There we go. This feels like a cucumber. Okay, so you're touching, you're touching. You're gonna smell. Yep. Mm -hmm. yep. Mm. Cucumber. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yep, there's a cucumber. Wait, ginger. Mm. I wanna say. Definitely very fresh. Mm. I want to start to put a timer on these things. See how long, see if we look at things, it will take us a split second to name the ingredient. Mm -hmm. Ooh, she went right for it. Wasabi, ginger. Mm -hmm. What's up? Is that, hmm. This is a cucumber sushi roll and it either had salmon in it or white fish. Or, yeah. Mm -hmm. Hamachi. Hamachi, cucumber with ginger, wasabi, a little bit of soy sauce. Mm hmm. Yeah, that's yellowtail or whitefish. Okay, yellowtail or whitefish. Okay. Yeah. Well, now that there's nothing left, you're going to inch your way towards the napkin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm becoming a pro at this. Yes. <laughs> you're really learner. good. You're, you're, you know, you're I'm a champ. A learner. <laughs> yeah. So mask off. Yep. So if... You were right about the cucumber. Okay. So it should have hit you on smell right away. Cucumber has a very definitive smell. Yes. Okay. I, and people usually don't appreciate it until it's already in their mouth, and then obviously they smell it and whatnot. I can tell with the texture. Texture-wise? Okay. crazy. You okay. know, when I smelled it, I knew it was cucumber right away. Immediately. Next is one side had wasabi, one side had ginger. Mm. Only one side. Oh, but I probably got both. I when bit. you smelled both of them at the same time, mm. you got the whiff of, yeah, exactly. I went all in. You did go in. You did. I was like, no, dive in the deep end. Let's go. You one, said challenging. Yes. So I was like, I'm grabbing both. Yeah, you were up for the challenge. We're going to get this. Yeah. <laughs> one side, I thought it was so fascinating that you picked salmon and you were right. And on both had salmon. One had whitefish and one had tuna. And whitefish and tuna have two separate textures. So the tuna kind of went in inconspicuous. Mm. Mm. Which mm. one do you think was the tuna? You ate one first and then you had another one right after. So the second one was the tuna. Yes, it was. Yeah. yeah. The first one go. was the salmon. Yes. That's why. Yeah. Yep. All yeah. right. All right. I got her on one thing. One thing. All right. Now you have a wonderful. I'm get you. No. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So did you have fun? What did you think of dark dining as a whole? Oh my gosh. Um, it's a blast. It, I think it's super fun. It's a blast. Um, and, I and do this like all day. Like, and do you don't think, 
do, what do you think of like ingredients that you might be exposed to or might enjoy every single day or once a week or whatever, but you've enjoyed all your life, but all of a sudden you can't see it. What happens? What's that reaction like? What do you feel? Um, I think that you're definitely right when it comes to the sight and eating. I mean, I feel like if it's not appealing to you, you know, when you look at it, wanting to eat it is not, but not being able to see what you're going to put in your mouth and eat and consume it definitely takes, it takes on, it it, magnif- it enhances your other senses. So it enhanced my other senses. And I, I had to really be more um, just precise and specific about what I was tasting. And I think it's the, also like my, my fear of like, oh my God, what am I eating? Is, I mean, I, I, could, I could smell it, but I was like, and I trust you, but if I didn't know, I was like, what am I going to eat? Is this like, I had crickets in guacamole in Mexico Mm -hmm. and I had no idea there were crickets until afterwards, but that's kind of like the mysterious crunch. crunch. (laughs) Exactly. So that's the, I think the biggest thing, the biggest takeaway is just it, it slows down the the dining experience. I was going to say, do you notice that you start to take on aromas and flavors um, singular, like one at a time. So they come at you one at a time versus when we see, we just go. Woof. Yes. Yeah. Yes. All of a sudden you're like, I do smell ginger. I do smell it's peculiar, uh, you know, the, the, the smell that cucumber has all on its own. But if not, we just take it for texture. Pop. Oh, good. Delicious, fresh crunch. Delicious go. Yeah. yeah. It slows yeah. down the dining experience. Definitely. And it's more of like a moment to moment experience. It's, it's. Would you do it again? Oh my gosh. Yes. So fun. Hmm. Would you rather A, make your dream movie or B, publish your dream book series? Make my dream movie. Would you rather A, super speed or B, super strength? Super speed. Mm. Would you rather A, take a scalding hot shower or B, cold ice bath? I want to say a cold ice bath, but my body says a hot shower. <laughs> I'm like, I feel like I do that anyways. Exactly. <laughs> Would you rather have A, a super long tongue? Oh, gosh. Super long tongue. Or B, have a super have super long arms? Well, for these dining dark dining experiences, definitely the tongue. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Would you rather A, wear a stranger's dirty underwear? Mm. Or B, use a stranger's old toothbrush. Hmm. Mm, this is hard. I'll just pretend nobody used a toothbrush. <laughs> <laughs> Would you rather A, live without running water, or B, without the use of electricity? Without the use of electricity. Would you rather A, be stranded on a raft or B, in the desert? Ooh, in the desert. Mm. Would you rather A, lick a public bathroom floor or B, a public transit floor? Mm. Bathroom floor. Mm. A, lose your wallet to a thief or B, lose all your passwords to a hacker. Passwords to a hacker. Hmm. 
Would you rather A, be, be in deep sleep for five years or B, be behind bars for one year? Deep sleep for five years. Ooh. All right. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. I thought well, these were going to get, like, sexual. Uh, they could have. <laughs> Where are the sexual cards? I was like, all right. <laughs> so no, it's for all, no fun. all of us that want to know more about you, what you're up to, and what's next, where can we follow you? Where where do we find you? Arlen Brochet. Yes. On all platforms. All platforms. Yeah. Thank you so <laughs> much for hanging out with me today. You are amazing. Thank you for inspiring us. Thank you for your craft, what you do. Thank you for sharing time with me. Thank you. Thank yeah. you for inviting me. Yeah. And and this has been the most unique podcast experience I have ever had. Thank you. So congrats on your podcast. <laughs>